Thank you for listening to the Calvary Chapel Lubbock podcast. Our mission of teaching people to love God by showing them how much He loves us starts right now. I'm just going to go ahead and invite Pastor Soph and uh, grab your Bibles, and Adam's going to be up here, and so they'll come on up. Um, They're going to have to share the mic, and so um, we're just going to go through some stuff here, so... um, these guys are going to come around here somehow, some way, but we'll get that mic. Also, um, listen, we've got our laptop here, and the reason I have the laptop here is because if there's something we're talking about that we just don't um, have uh, the facts about, then we can kind of we can kind of look up, and so um, we can just kind of go from there. If you want to give that to Soph, those are just kind of some of the uh, talking points that that we have, and so. Um, this here, on this side, is Pastor Soph, been with us uh, since the beginning, and so we're so we're so blessed that he has his sunglasses on. That's cool. It's it's, it's good. It's good. It's good. Adam, uh, let me let me let you know how it kind of went down. I told Soph, Soph, hey, I want to do a, a pastor's perspective. I wanna I wanna talk about how you're handling uh, the COVID nineteen. I wanna talk about some of this stuff. And he said, yeah, you know what would be good, Ben? He said he said, why don't you ask Adam? Yeah, he has little kids. And, um, and it's something that we could, we could definitely, um, just relate to. So that's what we're going to do. Okay. And so, uh, and here's what I definitely want to do. I know, I know that these guys are prayer warriors. So as we get talking and stuff, I mean, eventually guys, we want to, we want to pray for you. Okay. Um, the last two weeks, the Lord has really put on my heart that, that, you know, we need to have a sermon and that Jesus is coming back soon. And I still believe that if you recall last week's sermon, we just, we really talked about what was happening in the world and and we had the we had you know the the Bill Gates and the and the whole COVID and I mean just the one world order and I talked all about that. I don't want to get into that now. But now we just want to talk. And so I'm just going to give them and I, I think guys the mic you have to share the mic because we're going into one channel. So go ahead and turn that on and get it ready. And so um like I said I've got my Bible um and so scriptures we're going to be looking up if you need it. Hey listen I think I think Talia's got um she's online so if there is a question um that you want to ask I mean just on the spur of the moment we'll we'll definitely try like I said we don't have all the answers but you can type it in the comments and then she can definitely just um it, just come yeah just try to just give it to us somehow and we'll definitely answer that. So um so uh, again, we just want to we want to talk a little bit about that. So I guess my first question is, how are you guys doing with all this? How are you handling? It's been we we looked it up. It's been four weeks, and uh, I was sitting at my desk, and all of a sudden they said the Big Twelve tournament's canceled. I was like, what? No way! And then it was the NCAA, and then it just flooded from everything to I I jokingly guys call it house arrest, like because because we're quarantined. Um, but, um, um, I mean, no disrespect. I'm, I'm very aware, very prudent, and, and it, this is very serious. And what's going on? And, um, uh, my assumption is that, um, how you, how you handling it, Pastor Soph, as far as like in your family? How are you handling it? Like, like, what's, what's the vibe at your house, I guess? So, we're very fortunate. A lot of people got, you know, with the economy and everything shutting down, um, we're still working. Okay. Um, so that really hasn't affected us, but I've, I've never, I mean, since I've been alive, I've never experienced anything like this where it just shuts like the whole world down and it's something the whole world has to deal with. So it's, uh, 
don't know. You take it day day by day. We walk by faith. You know, trust the God that all the scriptures that we quote, that we love to quote about, um, they all, you know, it's it all becomes real. Amen. So, especially uh, in times uh, like this, because a lot of times you you walk through life and there are certain scriptures you you read about and you take hold of, but you never like really experience the power of it until something like this comes along. So it's been um, it's been very sobering. So well, there um, you know, there's a lot of people that are watching, obviously that are just um, that are just kind of going through some things and and. Uh, um, I, here in a second, do you, do you still have your mother-in-law living with you? Um, that's 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 a concern because she's older. I mean, you, you know how this is all playing out. It's like watch the elderly, and and then you've got your wife and and your daughter at home. So I mean, it's a, it's a different dynamic before we get to Adam. So I just I want to get the broad spectrum of people out there watching. Yeah. So my mother-in-law, she lives with us, and you know they're the most vulnerable from what the doctors and all the medical people have been saying. So. Um, she's been, you know, staying home, not traveling anywhere, quarantined, staying away from public areas. So she's dealing with it pretty well. Um, and my daughter, Manaya, she works for a, cl- uh, a clinic here in right. town. So okay. they've been, they cut her hours and they're taking precautions. And, uh, they actually told her she wanted to work at the, at the UMC COVID clinic. So she was like, do I, should I? I'm like, well, you know, you got to, I mean, personally for me, I was like, yeah, you should work because uh, you'll get a lot of hours. <laughs> but right, so, but she was kind of scared, like, I don't know about that, Dad. I'm like, well, you know, we take it one day at a time. So she's, and she's also dealing with school, with the online school and all oh, that. Yeah, right, so right, right, right. she's doing that and keeping herself busy. But other than that, it's, you know. It changes every single day. So on a personal level, on a personal level, as far as like, um, like you said, you've never dealt with this before. We've never dealt with this at all. On a personal level, a pastoral level, a Christian, um, what do you think every, every time you go to bed? Do you think, okay, I'm just dreaming. Is tomorrow's going to be different? Uh, do you think, okay, God, um, I know you've always been a, you've always been a real good man of faith, a man who just really trusts the Lord and, um, and I mean, really, for the most part, your life hasn't changed, except you're dealing with people who probably have lost their jobs. And so I, I definitely want to address those that are hurting, who have lost their jobs, because they're like, hey, you know what, I don't know. And you start thinking about this stuff, like, what, when, what, what's next week going to look like? I'm, I mean, what if my stimulus check doesn't come, or uh, that sort of thing, you know? So, so in that sense, you know, from that perspective, wh- where, do you, where do you see this biblically in your life and in your family? I mean, you talk about the end times unfolding in front of our eyes. What more of a sign could a Christian who actually follows the Bible and reads up on it, could you experience a more awakening sign Mm -hmm. than we are right now? So I would just encourage, you know, all our brothers and sisters. I mean, for me, it's been very sobering. I've been spending more time as far as uh, contemplating, you know, not to take my walk so lightly. You know, it's not like I wasn't before, but right. it's really gotten to a really personal stage. You know, when you're dealing with death, 
death is the ultimate enemy of all mankind. So when you're dealing with death and it could come at your doorstep and it, you see it happening throughout the world, and you're seeing hundreds, thousands of people dying every single day, it just reminds you how important and how steadfast you need to be in Jesus. You know, because when it comes down to it, that's where our faith should lie into. Now, I know we're going to talk about this in just a little bit, Soph, because I know I, I just I know how people are trying to navigate. But even Christians, I mean, they're losing it, man. They're getting scared. They're getting they're getting anxious. And, and we've got to have that foundation. It doesn't mean they're not saved. I just want to minister to those who go, man, it's been four weeks and I am I'm depressed. I'm. Uh, all of this stuff, so we'll get to that in just a minute. But, but like you said, biblically, guys, we, we, we've never been closer to the return of Jesus. And I know they're skeptics because, uh, Peter wrote about skeptics. He said there was going to be scoffers in the last days and people are going to be like, yeah, yeah, this is just, this is just a virus. But let's, um, let's talk to Adam for just a moment because we're going to change gears in just a second because Adam here, um, which was a good perspective on Soph's part, he, he said, hey, what about those who have little kids? And Adam has, I mean, three little ones, and that's always a concern. And I know there are mamas out there, and I know there are daddies out there, and I know it's just like my little ones. Because, listen, uh, you know, I mean, we can deal with, we can deal with, okay, well, so-and-so got it, well, they were old, or they were older, but I think it would be just a, I think, I don't, I don't know the perspective it would be. You, you have, you have a, you have a baby at home. And, and I'm sure you're, I'm sure you're watching him and, and, um, you're, I'm sure, I mean, you've got, you've got two, uh, go ahead, explain how, what, where, what's the vibe at your house? Yeah. Well, so I am kind of in the same boat as Soph. Tiffany and I both are still working, both full time. Um, our day to day routine really hasn't changed other than adding a few things. You know, yes, we have Jasper who is, Four and a half months old now. Wow, four and a half. Okay. So he still goes to daycare. You know, we had Lubbock had a scare at a daycare just recently, and so that put a fright in things. Okay. But they check his temperature every time. Uh, they they don't allow Tiffany inside anymore, so we just drop Jasper off right at the door. He goes in. Tiffany cries. He goes back to her car. Hey, Amen. I don't work. blame her. Um, I don't blame her. Wow. But it's 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 really testing our faith and and letting God to do it and because there's a lot of things that are just not in our control um there are things that we can do wash our hands put hand sanitizer on and do all the things that we can do to stay clean but in the end it's it's allowing god to use us to way we can minister to other people to to have the faith and knowing that he's in control of all this madness um mm. you know i'm i go to work every day it, it for some reason, it feels like this whole thing hasn't phased me other than having to take my food home and eaten. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I go to customers' house. I still travel. Um, everything stays the same. The shop stays the same. I've washed my hands a lot more. My hands are cracking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're cracking yeah. and bleeding yeah. from it. But we go home. We take our shoes off. Tiffany That's jumps. probably a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Tiffany yeah. jumps in the shower because she works at a clinic as well. Um, they haven't cut her hours yet, but she did mention today that they're thinking about it. Um, so she she goes works full time. I go to work full time. I've got a nine year old and a ten year old, and they're at home with their mom. You know, doing day uh, not day they're not day homeschool. Yes, homeschool. Homeschooling, you're right. They're doing homeschooling. Um, so they've got a an agenda. They've got a rhythm down on on how to take care of things. They don't go anywhere. So really, at 
our house, it's more of just making sure that when we're at home, we are together. It's it's been a lot of watching TV and playing on the floor with Jasper and our dogs, but it's it's time that we can spend together rather than being distant. Yeah. Did you have a question? Oh. No, I'm sorry. Talking to the mic. Talking to the mic. Talking. Um, one of the questions I have is like, because I know, I know that, that, that we're trying to be real careful with the little ones. Like, how much do we tell them? Have you, have you experienced that? Like, do, I mean, your kids, they're, how old are they? Nine and ten. Nine and ten. So do you go like, hey, this is something that could, are you just going, hey, people are getting sick. You're not going back to school just yet. How are you dealing with that? Because again, I want to minister to people who are going, okay, you know, I know, I know we have a variety of people that are watching. We have, we have those that are old. And of course, we want to minister to them and say, man, we, we really care about you. Uh, we're praying for you. Um, but, uh, there, 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 there might be people watching or even listening via podcast that go, I don't know how much to tell my kids. What, what do you think we should do? Where, where are we in that as far as like, how much are you telling them? Well, I think, and it has to go back to with me of justice. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Going back to my childhood, you know, with my mom telling me, don't touch everything, you know, brush your teeth at night, wash your hands after you go to the bathroom. <laughs> you know, it's the little things that for some reason we stopped doing, but how important they really are now in this circumstance. You know, you go to the store, you tell your kids not to touch everything, but they do. But now, I, you know, it's more important because who knows where these germs have been, who else has touched them what they have been exposed to. You've got to let your children know what's going on to an extent so so they're not just spreading it worse, making it worse, scaring other people as well, because they're just bouncing around doing whatever they want to, acting like nothing's happening. Because this is a big, big deal going on. It's nothing that should frighten us to the point where we're afraid to go outside. But to let your kids know on how important this is so that it can be a learning experience for them. So I guess it's easier for them to understand it. You don't want to keep them in the dark, but you don't want to expose them to everything that the media is saying right. and everything I was, that's I was been say blown out of proportion. Right. Right. You do want to have other people's uh, in, in, your, in mind knowing that yeah, the kids touch everything. They touch their face, their their feet, their hands. So you just let them know, hey, but are they asking you, um, how long is this spring break going to be? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not spring break anymore. They're doing school at home. They are. And I think I think Joseph told me today, boy, those teachers, they're, they're, the parents are going to be so glad when so school glad. is uh, on again because they just had to take a role. They had to take an active role um, that they didn't have before. Right. And so... With my kids, they... They love school, so they're actually they are ready to go back to school. They they love their mom. Don't <laughs> yeah, get me wrong, yeah, and yeah. they love being at home. But it's it's I guess the interaction with their friends and right. and everybody at school. So they they're excited and they're wanting to go back so bad. But having to stay right. at home, I think it's harder for them. Yeah, they're doing a bunch of fun things and and hanging out, doing cool experiments and stuff, and drawing. And it's just being around their friends. That that's the biggest problem for them is right. not being able to be with their friends and. And playing like they normally do, so it's it's a good and bad thing for them to be at home right. to have the time together to to grow with each other and and then get back to our busy lives. But right now it's a it's just at a slowdown, right? For us to just right. kind of see what's important really in our lives. We've done so many things lately just by the seat of our pants, and now it's 
Well, now we got to kind of think about what we're doing and how we plan our day. And rather than just, I mean, I don't mind being in my pajamas all day, <laughs> but <laughs> exactly. sometimes it's it's good to put on a pair of jeans. And, it is. And Go to good. work. So go to work. Well, here's the thing. You know, I want to get a I want to get a pastor's I want to get our perspective, guys, because. Um, as a pastor, um, I get I get texts and I get emails and what do you think and and what's your perspective on this biblically and so I'm bombarded I'm bombarded with people showing me um, hey look at this video and it and it and, and it's a different kind hey it's good, this is going to be taken down and I literally have to stop watching because they're usually thirty minute video I don't have time to sit here and watch every video but I guess for me as like like I mean as you guys are working are you guys getting any questions? That people are asking you. So, if are you getting any like, "Hey, what's going on for real? Tell us," or "What do you think?" or "Are they sending you, um, you know, conspiracy theories or or whatever else?" How do we minister, guys? How do we minister to those where it's just like, "Look, we we need to just we we need to be careful because we know what the Bible says. The Bible says this is they're gonna there's gonna be a mark, there's gonna be a rapture. We we know what the Word of God says, but people are trying to navigate um, like." where we are on the timeline. And I don't know if they're asking you questions. I don't know if they're asking you questions. Like, you know, at work, you, I know that they always, they look to you and they know you're a pastor. And so um, are they asking you questions and what are you telling them? You know, it's quite interesting. Um, a lot of my coworkers, you know, they go to church. Uh, most of them profess to be Christians. And it's ever since this happened, you know, usually the music that plays on the background, you know, I'm separated from their offices and I could hear what everybody's talking about. I could hear what music is playing. And ever since this has happened, there's nothing but been Christian music. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're all like Christians think, now. Like, I think people are really, I mean, I mean, they're really, you know, this has brought up, um, Christianity to the forefront for those of us who, you know, went to church or are in church or have a relationship, you know, with God. I mean, it's really, from what I see at my work, it's um, brought people back to like really contemplating, man, you know, and am I really, at least what I can see is they're pursuing God out of this. So I praise God for that. And as far as questions, I mean, we talk about it, you know, I'm in a management role so I really can't like they know where I stand Mm -hmm. you know when we come when we start talking with stuff like that they understand oh so under you know this is where his views are at and I don't really try to push my views on people I just let my life as you know at work speak for itself and when people have questions they come up to me or they ask me Hey, so can you pray about this? And that gives me an opportunity just to talk about Jesus wow. and share, you know, how good and great he is. So, so I you, think you haven't aspect. had anybody come to you and be like, tell what's going on. Is, the, is, the, is Jesus coming back? And you're like, calm down, hold on. Or they're just kind of watching you. I mean, I work with a few people who are believe differently than what we believe in as far as, you know, other denominations. Okay. But the essentials are the essentials. I don't stay away from that. But everything else we talk about, as far as conspiracy theories and all that, I really haven't had it, that type of, mm. you know, conversation with people because I think right now people are just scared. They're uncertain about the times that we're living in. You know, when you depend on yourself for the things that we need to live, 
and that gets taken away from you because they see their family members get laid off. You know, they don't know where the next check is coming from. And dealing in the financial world, I hear from our customers like, you know, could you help me out? This is what's going on. And just today, I've had like 10 calls of people asking for help just because they got laid off, especially, you know, we're in the oil field region and, you know, cotton and all that. So it's really affected our economy. And, um, you know, it's a way to minister to help people out. I think when when we get done here, so that's really a good point you made. And I really want to pray uh, pray for those that are scared. Like you said, they don't know, um, and, and they, they're just, um, they're trying to be strong. You know, when you try to be strong, you're like, man, everything's fine. And they're trying to be strong for their family, but they don't know what May is going to look like. They don't know what June is going to look like. And, and, and I'm just, my mind is blown away that we even have to talk about this. Like we're living in a world where it's like, okay, you know, um, our phones are going off with the, with the update and, and we're trying to put the numbers together. Like, like, okay, well, this is so many and how many deaths and, and, and then everybody goes to where they're like, well, the flu's killed more people and everything else. But see, that, that's all surface. But when we get down underneath the surface, people are afraid and they're anxious and they're uncertain. And again, think about think about some of the ways people were brought up in Christianity. I have to work for my salvation. I have to do this, or and they don't understand the gospel. So what happens is now they're freaking out because I didn't do enough for Jesus to be saved. And if Jesus comes back, I'm really going to I'm going to freak out, you know. And so they're looking for. I guess let me like in this, you know, sometimes when you fly in an airplane, right, and and you hit some really rough turbulence, you kind of look and make sure that if the stewardess is nervous, you're nervous, right? They're like, okay, this is not good. But if they're calm, you're like, okay, they've gone through this before. And so you kind of calm down. I think it's the same way as believers. I think people are looking at believers to see, okay, are you okay? And we're going to talk about that in just a moment. Adam, do you have, did anybody, has anybody ever approached you? I mean, I know you go into houses and fix the shades and do all that stuff, but they might be asking you, uh, where do you go to church? Are you a Christian? I mean, I don't know. I haven't got anybody to, to come up to me and ask, you know, where I stand or, or what's going to happen next. I think everybody at my work, they kind of do their own thing. I mean, they know that I'm a Christian. They know I go to church. They know I'm involved in church, but I think, Either they're too afraid to ask or they're afraid of the answer. Um, it's just something that they keep to themselves. So I haven't wow. really had to deal with that. Okay. Okay. Well, that's kind of our perspective. Um, guys, I get, I get questions all the time. Um, I get video sent to me and that's okay. I don't, I don't mind that. But, you know, biblically, biblically, we know that I believe, and here's my thoughts. Okay. Here's my art. I believe we're being, we're being prepared for, for the return of Jesus. And, you know, some people go, hey, did you see that it's likened it to the plagues? You know, all the plagues in Exodus, they, you know, they were, they had taken down the Egyptian gods and, and all our gods are being, you know, and, and that's cool. Amen. But, but I believe with all of my heart, and, and I think about this, I think about this, um, and, and then we'll move on from this. But I think if this was my last message, what if you if you had just a few minutes to look into that camera to people who are watching, what would you say to them? If this was like the last thing you were ever going to say, like the Lord Jesus was going to come back here in the next ten minutes, what would you say if somebody's watching? You know, what would be your heart? And uh, and and so that's kind of what I've been preaching. You know, the last several Wednesdays. Okay, guys, listen, Jesus is coming back. 
Listen, please don't play, you know, it's, now's not the time. Oh, okay, there's a couple of things. Okay, number one, you know, we, there, there are times when we rub people the wrong way and, and I think we need to forgive and, and ask for forgiveness and move on. I think we need to band together and we need to move forward. And I always say stronger together. So I think there needs to be forgiveness in our heart. Okay, we can't hold grudges on, well, you did this 10 years ago, you did this five years ago. We just, we just move on. The second thing is, Jesus said, guys, in Matthew 24, don't be deceived. And I think we've got to be careful because I think the world, worldwide, globally, they're trying to deceive us. They're trying to deceive us into, into sending us into a pattern, into getting us into conformity. Okay? And, and so I don't want to be deceived. And I think I agree with Pastor So. For me, it's gotten where I wake up and I'm I'm closer. I, I I read the Word of God a little bit different. Like, okay, he could he he could this this is his word is, and I, and I really am convicted at times. I'm like, Lord, your word is so holy, and I'm unholy, and 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 Lord, I just I, I need this. But but I also know, and and here's the gospel message that it's none of my works that save me. It's it's it's. It's the cross, and and so I don't have to worry. I can look up, and I can say, okay, if the Lord comes back, I mean, there is no reason, biblically, why I wouldn't be left behind. There's no reason. I believe, I know Romans, and, and, and I know there's a lot of people who are scared that they're going to be left behind because, well, I didn't really serve the Lord like I should have. I knew what I should have done, but that's, that doesn't constitute salvation. That just constitutes obedience, because what, where do you get to the place where you go, well, I've done enough, Lord, I think I'm in. And it's not. And so that, that brought peace to my heart. Um, I, people ask me, what's going on? What do you think? And I said, it's exciting and scary. I understand scary. Okay. And I, here's why I understand scary, guys, because I believe Christians. Okay. For the last several weeks in, in, um, first Corinthians chapter 15, we've been talking about foundation, building a house. What's the impo- most important thing? Okay, but here, here's, here's what I want you to, here's what I want you to think about, okay? I want you to think about how as Christians should we respond? How should we respond to what's going around us? Okay, what should we do? And I want you to give real practical things because I know people are watching or going, okay, and, and, and here's what we do. We give the, we give the, you need to pray. You need to pray. You need to pray more. You need to read the Bible. Yeah, I, the people get that. But is there something that you might think, okay? So let me just ask this, okay? Uh, since Adam, since you have the mic, okay, how how should you respond to this? What, how are you looking this in your life? And as a believer, how should you respond? Well, there are two responses that you could have. Um, I was actually listening to Intentional Living today, and it was more about marriage. But what he spoke about really made sense to now. Okay. There's two perspectives that you could see in life and relationship and anything that you do. And one is that it's this is happening. There's nothing I can do about it. And that's how it's going to be. You know, and a lot of people see that here with the virus going on. Well, this it's a virus. This is what's happening. People are dying. There's nothing that we can do about it. And that's what it is. Hmm. The second one, they call it choice theory. And it we are made in God's image. We are given the choice to follow him. We are given a choice in life on how to see things in a perspective of if this is going to affect us in a positive way or a negative way. And I feel deeply that, you know, my favorite verse, Second Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. 
And that's what gets me through the day, knowing that I don't have to rely on myself. I don't have to rely on what other people are saying that I should be doing. I know that the power of God lives in me and that I can make through it. And it made me laugh, like you mentioned the other day, whenever we were cutting wood mm-hmm. and I had my shirt over my head <laughs> and I had this vision Spot. of y'all being raptured and I'm still with the wood and the saw's going on somehow. Right. You know, it made me think is, why? Like, why would I have that vision? I right. know I'm saved. I know God loves me and he wants me up there with him and why did he leave me behind? Um, it brings me to the other point of what, of what you said. You know, if you know, right now our churches are taken away. Yes, we have it online. Um, and luckily we have a relationship and we believe in relationships with God. People who have memberships are different. You know, where is your membership now? But what I was getting to is that, maybe, if I don't forget, <laughs> that uh, if our Bibles are taken away, you know, how, how much in our heart, in my heart, do I know the Bible to be okay with it? You know, Jesse said that it, it, it spoke to his wife about it, and it, it speaks to me too. I, I, I feel on that same level of, I know I'm, I should be in the Word more, and I know that I should do things more, but it's, it's not about what I think I should do. It's, it's about what God has already done, and that's what gets me through everything. And to speak to other people of that, to know that God loves us so much that it doesn't matter what we've done, what we've gone through, but we can come out of this glorifying Him, shining brighter than we ever have before. And I think that's what encourages people to understand. And it's hard for people to wrap their mind around it because they think God is sitting on a hill just pointing their finger saying, you've done this, you've done that. But He is he is there with open arms waiting for us to come back to Him. He, he probably has a tear in His eyes every time somebody comes back. You know, every time somebody's saved, the angels have a party, right? Amen. And so, Amen. to know that he has that kind of love for us, it, it's more than a parent has love for children, and, and I can understand that. Having three children, it how could somebody love us so much? But his word is so true, and it gets me emotional talking about it. Amen. But I love the fact, and we'll give it to Sophia in a minute. I love the fact, and listen, if you're if you're watching, and you do have those thoughts, like, man, I'm going to be left behind. Listen, if you've put your faith and trust in Jesus by the authority of God's word, if you believe that the cross settled that, okay, there's no reason you should be left behind. Yeah, but I didn't read my Bible enough. Man, I don't memorize enough scripture. Man, I didn't do this. And 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 you know, one of the things that Adam said, he's like, well, maybe I have more work to do. And I'm like, if you're not doing the work now, you're not going to do it later. So the point is to minister to you right now, um, let that fear just go away. Okay, let it, it just let's put that let's put that to bed. If you've given your life to Jesus, if you believe, the Bible tells us in Romans that if you believe, right, if you confess and you believe, you're saved. You're saved. Now, salvation is a process. He's going to take you through the sanctification process, but but there's no reason why my Lord and Savior would just go, well, let's see, I'm going to pick Sophie, not you, and look at you, and oh, I'm not going to. He doesn't do that. He says, man, his arms are open wide. And, and remember, God doesn't think, we think differently. We think like, well, you didn't do this, or you should have did this, and, and well, you should have been a pastor, and because you're not a, it's like, it has nothing to do with that. I was thinking about this earlier. I'm going, just because I'm a pastor does not make me any more saved than anybody else. 
Okay, my me being a pastor is knowing that God called me, and because I love Jesus, this is what I do. This is who I am. But salvation is is completely different. And I want to minister because I know there's people who are afraid. I know there's people who are scared, and they're putting on a tough. They're putting off. So our response is okay. So don't be afraid. He said. He said, think about how much you love your kids and think about that God just is, is just, it's so much more love than that. It's so much more love than that. So our response should be, okay, our response should be, Adam, just, 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 just stay, stay the course. Stay, stay, don't worry about, don't, don't freak out. You know, the devil is a liar and he is going to say anything and everything to just distract you because if he distracts you in, your attention is not on your faith or on God, then he wins. You you allow the devil to win by just distracting you in the littlest of ways, saying you're not good enough. Or, yeah, you didn't do this, you're not saved. But but to have the faith and to know your God, it's it's the most powerful weapon that you could have. It it defeats any any evil that could come your way. You don't have to know the Bible front to back, but you have to know that God loves you. Amen. And Jesus died on the cross for our Amen. sins, Amen. and he was rose from the dead Amen. so that we can come back and live with him forever. That's what, that's what makes me excited. Amen. Gets me piped, hyped up. Hyped up. All right, so if what, how should, uh, same question. How, how should we respond in this crisis? I mean, what, what should we do as Christians, as Christians, right, as believers? You know, uh, in Philippians chapter 4, verse 4, I mean, we all know this verse, but it's really, it's really, um, it comes alive in this time. It says, always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Remember, the Lord is coming soon. Ain't that right? Amen. We see, we see the earthquakes, the you know, all the natural disasters that's happening in the world. And now we see this, and it touches every single nationality wow. out there. Every, whatever language you speak, you know, my native language is Samoan. So, like, the Samoan people are affected by it. Right, right. You know, every single language is affected by it. And we're all people, and we all relate when, you know, tragedy happens. So, and it also says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Isn't that an awesome encouragement for us? You know, because what is the world doing right now? Everyone's worried. Everyone is freaking out. And we as believers, we should find joy in Jesus first. Rejoice in what we're experiencing right now. Not because of what's happening, but because we know who holds everything in this? We know what we know where life is held at, and that's in the arms of God. It says, "Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done." I think for us as Christians, we should rejoice, find joy in our Savior. Amen. We should be considerate of others. Yes, you know, concerned about the body, concerned about our brothers and sisters, concerned about the people who. We come in contact with right. who it is in our sphere of influence, and we should pray. And that really, you know, it hits home because, you know, how lazy are we about prayer? Mm. You know, I can think of my walk personally, mm-hmm. and man, I really don't 
when something like this comes, you really value your relationship with God because he, he holds all the answers and you have direct access to him. So as believers, rejoice, find joy in Jesus, pray, be thankful, and be the light, the salt that Jesus calls us to be. Because in this time, people are looking for answers and they're looking, you know, and we as the body, as the believers, as the church, we should stand, stand out. So from a biblical point of view, here's what came to mind. So what do I do if, I, if, I, if I'm scared? What do I do if I do get anxious? What do I do if I do get frustrated in this time? Because, I mean, you know, what if I do if I worry? I'm just, what, what can I do, you know, to combat those, those attacks? Because I know Christians do that. Absolutely. I think for us as Christians, well, it depends. I mean, if you're a single Christian, you're by yourself, you live at home by yourself, reach out. You know, um, for instance, like yesterday, I was just riding my bike after I did the lawn and stuff, and I rode my bike to Joseph to see how he was doing. Right, man. Knocked on his door. He came out. It looked like he just woke up. But <laughs> he came out. Like, He's like, what are you doing it, here? It, it was pretty cool just to take the time out. Hey, how you doing? How's, you know, how's work doing or not doing? Um, just be be accessible to people, especially in the body. Is, so. is it okay, self, to 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 go ahead and as a Christian, is it okay to go? Man, I'm scared. I, I I'm worried. Is it okay to just go ahead and and those because those, those feelings are real? Is I mean, is it okay, or are we? You know, I mean, what? Uh, yeah, absolutely, is okay. I mean, it's okay to have fear. It's okay to have anxiety. Take it to God. You know, be in the Word. Pray about it. You know, um, if you feel so to do, confide in other believers. Confide in your brothers and sisters. Hey, this is what I struggle with. Can you pray for me? Can we pray for the situation? You know, reach out. Don't just try to battle this through it yourself because you're not alone. You're a body. You know, we're all called to be here to be encouragement to one another. So so it's okay. Just but come yeah. back to the Lord. Don't Don't stay there because I think if you stay there, you're going to get trapped in fear and you're going to, you're going to move away from the Lord. I mean, right. it's okay to go, oh my goodness. Cause I know there are, okay. So for me, the other night, I, I just happened to watch the nightly news. And if you watch the world news, I mean, I thought the world was coming to an end. I was like, oh my God, it's worse than I thought. Oh my, you know, people in there. And they, they painted such an ugly picture that I really got, I got frightened in my spirit. I was like, Wow, because I'm, I've been kind of like, okay, Lord, I, I trust you and, and I love you and I'm not going to fear and I've been preaching foundation and then I thought that and I was like, but I mean, I didn't stay there because I, I can't watch the, you can't watch the news all the time because it really paints a really awful picture. So, I mean, if we do get scared, um, is it okay to go, Lord, I'm scared reaching out? Pastor, so if I, I really am. I'm, I'm really, cause we, we, we're all, we're all conditioned to be tough. We're, 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 you know, hey, I can handle this. We can handle anything. We're Americans, blah, blah, blah. But there are times as believers that it's just, there's some, there's some frustration. You can't, okay. So I went out to the grocery store the other day and I realized that the shelves are empty. But it wasn't because people are hoarding up food. Okay. It's just that they're not going out to eat. So they're buying food at, at the grocery store. So there's a lot less than what normally is. Normally we, we went, we would go out to eat a lot, you know, and so we, we wouldn't buy the groceries. And, but that could really freak people out. That could really panic somebody. But I just want to make sure, I know somebody's listening and going, okay, so, so, so is it okay? 
if I get scared every now and then, and, and if I do get scared, if I get depressed, um, and frustrated, anxious, is, is it okay as a believer? And, and what are the things that I need to do to come back? And I like what you said, to reach out to somebody, to make sure that they're okay, to, you know, um, so forth and, and to go in that way, you know, on, on those things. So part of responding is, is like you said, being in the word. And, and, and I, one of the things that I really just don't want to do is be, just be a Bible verse, just, just a band-aid verse. You know, hey, you need to pray, you know, study the word of God. Amen. Show yourself approved. I don't want, I, I want, I want to minister at, at a Holy Spirit level to where people can kind of go, oh, I just, wow. Okay. Okay. And then I'm back to the foundation of the Word of God. I'm back to walking with Jesus and that sort of thing. And, and so that's how I wanted to see what your response was. What is your response to this crisis? Okay. So you heard so he said, be in the Word, be joyful. I like that, guys, because I think the world is looking for joy. And, and that doesn't mean happy, right? You're not like, oh, coronavirus, hello. But it's just, it's that joy of knowing who Jesus is and knowing that um, I, I like what Nathalie says. Uh, we, when Nathalie and I talk about it, she says, you know, we all have an expiration date. You know, and she was diagnosed with cancer, and it was like, you know, cancer could have taken her, or this, or whatever it might be, but it's like, okay, so, so we need to live like we're dying. We need to live for Jesus like we're dying and going... And, um, and, and, and live life to the fullest. Live life abundantly, whether, and we can't hug each other, we can't, you know, we can't, we can't go eat, we can't, I mean, all of that stuff. And, um, so, um, I've got a question here, maybe you guys can help me answer it. Question is, what do you do when you want to pray and hug people and you can't? What, what should you do you, to hug people? And you can't. It gives it to. There you go. What What should we do? Seriously, when when you mean we're God created us to be right to be huggers. God created us to really want to 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 embrace people. And now and and the world's going. You don't touch right, you know, and that sort of stuff. And so what 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 should, what some practical things I guess we could do. I mean, I don't know. That's a tough one. Yeah, this just came to mind. I don't know if it's accurate or how good it might be, but <laughs> go back to back. I know you can't go front to front. And give somebody a hug, but if you if you go back to back, then all your face uh, facing the opposite. So direction. I got your back, homie. I got your that's back. right. That's right. You can still pray, but I don't know that that just came to my mind. There you go. There you go. Awesome. Six feet. Well, that's that's good. So what you, what you think? So that's what I got. What do you do when you want to pray and hug people, but you just can't right now? I think you can still pray. I mean, I think I think prayer. We need prayer warriors like crazy. People just want to feel loved, right? Amen. It's like, uh, amen. You know, I mean, you don't have to hug or touch somebody to show you love them. Maybe you gotta put it in your heart. Go try to find them some, you know, practical things like toilet paper, right? <laughs> right. Or things that are out. You know, if somebody doesn't have food. You know, go to the grocery store, get some food. Um, you know, really pray for them. Let them know. I mean, write them a card. Hey, I'm thinking about you. Hope everything is okay. You know what? That's some great stuff to do. Listen, if you can't hug, 
But, but pray, pray virtually like that. Pray by, by maybe giving them, uh, you know, some food, right? I'm praying for you, a card. You know, the mailman still comes by. That's great stuff. Pray that way, man. I'm praying for you because sometimes you open up a card and you're just like, oh, wow. That's cool. That's cool. Um, we have another question here, guys, that, um, um, and, and this is, this will be one that we'll, we'll have to post online, but what are some scriptures to reference when there's fear and worry, which is, a, this is a great question. What, where do we do? And of course, the one that came to mind is Joshua 1-9, you know, when he tells them, you know, don't, don't worry, don't fear, the Lord your God is with you. Meditate on the word of God. And the word meditate means to really uh, bring it up and chew it a lot. Just meditate on that stuff. So, um, Joshua 1-9, I don't know, you, that's, that's one that you liked, right? Uh-huh. For, for God has not given us, yeah, you need the mic. Yeah, you need the mic if they're going to hear you at home. Yeah, Second Timothy one seven. You know, that's it says God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of sound mind. Uh, that's that's the one that comes to my mind. Anything from you? Yeah, Philippians four. The Philippians four. The you know the read that book. It's really a short book. By the time <laughs> you're done read the with whole it, book. by Amen. the time you're done with it, you'll be so encouraged because Paul, you know. He talks about, you know, issues in the church and issues in people's walks, but he ends it by pursuing love. So that that's what I would encourage people to do. I guess I'm going to reference the verse. I should have it right. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Uh, Joseph and I were talking earlier today, and, and, and one of the things that I believe that, that's happening, guys, is that, is that, do you trust the Lord? Do you really trust? And there's, there's a level of trust, okay? There's a level like, I trust the Lord, but, um, listen, if I had $1.8 million in the bank, and, and, you know, and I didn't have to work, and everything was paid for, I'd have a level of trust where I'm like, oh, yeah, I trust Jesus. But speak to them who go, I don't have that in the bank. And I'm really scared. Do you trust the Lord? And I know that the scripture that comes to mind is, I've never seen the righteous forsaken. God is not going to let you go without food. And I know that he puts on Christians' hearts, guys, to, to do that. To, like, like I was at the grocery store the other day, and, and, and I bought extra. Not for us, but because I know people. Listen, if there's people who need something, I want to go, listen, here you go. And, and here's some food and here's some, some toilet paper and here's some paper towels and here's whatever we can. We, we just want to bless you. Not because it's a church thing. Not because it's like, man, we'll come to our church. And think. It's, it's because this is what the church should be doing. It's not the building. It's what we should be doing. And so I think, I think we need to really step up and show love. Our response should be, you know, again, and that's a good verse. I mean, the Bible says, listen, 365 times it references not to do not fear. Do not fear. Do not fear. And I guess, I guess to answer the question, I'd say go back to the back of your Bible um, and look up fear, and it gives you all the references on fear. And you, mean, you can just jot those down. And I would put them on note cards and just memorize those things, man. And when that fear comes in, it'd be like, nope, you know what? Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. You know, God is with me. God is with me. I love the one that he says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. But answer, talk to me about trust, guys. What, what, how do we get to that level of trust? Is that the same as faith? Is that, you know, faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. But do you trust the Lord if you have 12 bucks in the bank and your boss just said, hey, man, we don't need you. 
you know, and you're going, well, I'm supposed to get the stimulus, but that's just going to, that's just going to, that's not even going to catch me up or anything. And, and they're really worried. You know, where do we go with it? Where do we go with that, guys? Very, very good question. Um, I've got a bunch of answers, but I'm going to get the main one, I think. Give me one. This, this actually happened to me yesterday. So yesterday I was off from work. My first day off in like the whole year. Because wow. we had tax season and all that crazy stuff. And so what I did, I got up in the morning. Slept in a little bit, got up, and I just worshiped God. And how did I do that? First, I love the Gospels. I love reading the Gospels. So yesterday I was in the Gospel of Mark and just read it, and the Holy Spirit was just saturating me with his peace because I was in the Word, and and also what I did is after that, and this and this whole process took like a couple hours in the morning of my time. Um, I didn't open up my phone, look at the news. I didn't do any of that. I just worshiped God. I was in his word. And I let the Holy Spirit minister to me into my heart, the things that I deal with, my heart issues. Hmm. And also, and then after I was in the word, I just put on a worship. Um, I went to my phone, put up one of my worship uh, playlists that I like to listen to. And just, I was just so encouraged after that. Being in the word, being in prayer, listening to worship music, and just take it back to when I first got saved. Man, It was just like, you know, this is what, and, and I could just feel God telling me this is, this is what I love, is that one-on-one intimate time with no distractions, regardless of how crazy our world has been, you know, regardless of what extra things we have to do. It just reminded me that God is in control and that he doesn't allow anything to happen for us to be surprised about. Like everything's already, he's already seen the outcome. He's already seen this whole year how this virus thing is going to play out. Amen. He's already, he's already got the answers and we're looking and searching, but yet he is the answer. Wow. Good stuff. And so just being encouraged by that, just, you know, if you're struggling right now, I would just, you know, seek God. I mean, how do you do that? Just be in his word. If you're, if you don't know God, Call out to him tonight. You know, somebody may be watching uh, That's right. Amen. out there that doesn't know God and you're just contemplating. You've been in and out playing church. You know, tonight's your night. God, the Holy Spirit, and that's, that's the power of God. He's ministering to every single person who hears this because he wants you to understand that he's coming after you and he pursues you and that it's your choice. We choose to accept him or we choose not to. And that's so, you know, that just takes me, you know, that just, it's sobering just to realize that he's given us that choice. And if you're hearing this tonight, 
I would just encourage you, God is love, and he pursues you. If you're hearing this tonight, you don't know him, this is your invitation to come to know him. You'll find peace and rest for your soul, just as the scripture says. Amen. So, so to recap what Self said, you know, one of the things he said, to, to build trust means you've got to spend time with him. And I think that's something, I mean, y'all don't have it because you're still working, but a lot of people do have it. They have time to be home and spend, and spend time with God. And I think that's so cool. Um, people go, two hours? I bet it went like that, didn't it? It was just, you were just in the word and worshiping. So that's a great way to trust the Lord. How do you, how, you know, there's, we got trust, Adam, but what about trust? To really, at this time, you have 12 bucks in the bank. You don't know what's going to happen next week. You, you, you're afraid. You're, listen, I've talked to people that are, they are, to put it mildly, stinking afraid of getting this virus. And they're mad at people right. for going out without a mask. And they're just, and I'm like, wow. And, and I feel, sometimes I feel like, well, maybe I should, you know. But, but I trust the Lord. That's my foundation. Where's, where's that trust? How do we get that trust? Well, for me, I mean, and it's to build on what Soph said. For me in my work, you know, I I work on ladders. I'm on ladders all the time. So I have to trust that ladder is going to hold me up. People trust in things so easily. We trust in our vehicles to get us from one place to the other. If we're on a train and we go through a tunnel, we're not going to ask for a refund on our money, but we believe that the conductor is going to get us through the tunnel. You know, these dark times, we've got to put our trust in God knowing, like what Soph said, that he already knows the outcome. It's I think it's knowing who to trust and not necessarily what to trust. If we can trust into God and having that relationship with him, then it's, then it's easy to trust him. God portrays it so many times in the Bible and what he, he's done and what he has provided for already. We're just raised in a generation of seeing is believing. And I think with those that, that don't see and, and still believe, it's, it's so much greater knowing that it's already taken care of. It's, it's hard to see your bank account with no money in it and having so many bills. Reaching out for help is, is a good thing. You don't have to f- do this alone. Amen. I know it's easier said than done, but it's as easy as saying, God, I need help. It hurts me to see people hurt. Right. And having the trust that I have, it, it's... It's hard for me to just say, hey, have, have some of my trust. You know, you can feed mm-hmm. off of my trust. Mm-hmm. It's okay. But people don't work that way. Mm-hmm. They, they've got to see it or touch it to, to know that it's real to, so they can trust into it. So for me to, to tell somebody just, just trust, it's, it's to spend time. It's, it's to pray. It's to ask God to help. It's, and it's the little things. You say you you you've been receiving checks that you have you know amen no right where they're coming from it's right God is going to take care of us and we just have to open up to allow Him to take care of us and I think we're we're so afraid that it kind of takes away from God allowing to work in our lives so just being open you know it's you just got to roll with the river. Mm-hmm. And and know that God's our life raft. He's going to take us where He needs us to go, and we've got to be okay with that. And it, knowing Him and knowing His Word is really what's going to allow us to open up and to trust Him. 
Right. We got to have, and then, and I preached this before. We got to make sure our foundation is solid and there's no cracks in it. Because if there's a crack in our foundation, then our then our walks could be a little bit off. I mean, we start getting doubtful and and, and things like that. Um, what would you guys say if what would you say if things got worse? Like you know, next week. I mean, it's it's really worse. Would you still have the same message? Would you say trust the Lord? Would you really say that? You know. And that's hard to say because, you know, personally, me and my family, we haven't been affected by this. We're still working. We're still seeing the kids. And it hasn't really touched my life personally. Well, I'm sure it has, but not to the extent of somebody. Sure. Okay. Okay. Yes. But to put me through that, and I just got to believe that I would. I would still say trust in the Lord. I don't get rocked very easily. Um, I think my foundation is strong. But that's just me. And so I think to be put to that test, it's it's really going to be trying. I'm not perfect, and I, and I don't know the answers, but I think mm-hmm. that... Well, that and that's one of the things, guys, is that people are going, well, I don't know, it could get worse. The, the news is saying that this is going to be hard, and then, and it's going to get worse, 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 worse. And, and you know... And so we, we still, and I know, and what I love about this tonight is that we haven't really talked about like, um, you know, the, the virus and how it spread and blah, blah, blah. We're just, we're focusing on, and it's the Holy Spirit on what, what can we be, how are we going to be locking arms together? What are some practical things? You know, I mean, so if you, if you can't spend two hours, what do you suggest? You know, if, if somebody's working, like, like that was your day off, but, what would you tell them if you can't spend two hours in the worship in the word and and really you know what would what would you say hey do do something but you know turn off the tv versus i mean what i mean yeah fortunately um you know right now worst you know our family our household is still working so we don't have to deal with the downtime you know i would welcome the downtime to be honest <laughs> with you <laughs> I'm like, when are we going to just shut everything down? But unfortunately, the industry we're in. Um, you know, it's it's very, I mean, I'm not in other people's shoes where, you know, like Adam's in a totally different That's right. That's phase right. of life than where I'm at. That's right. I'm like, you know. He's a young pup. Yeah, you're a young pup. So you, I ain't got to deal with no little kids screaming or running around my house. You know, I just tell her, hey, go to your room. She's 23 <laughs> years old. So, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But I think for us as believers, I mean, we throw the word trust around like, oh, just trust God for everything. I think once it, once for me and my household, this coronavirus, if it gets worse, we're still going to trust God. Who else holds life? We're all going to experience death. Mm. I know that. I know mm. that I'm going to die. Amen. My hope, I mean, before coronavirus came around, I expected to die or be with Jesus when he comes back. And the, to be honest with you, that doesn't scare me. No. Amen. It's like, I know we're death. Death, there's no sting. Death is already conquered. Yes. If you're a believer... That's the worst thing that can happen to, to you is death. That's the best thing that can happen to us, right? right? It's a perspective thing. Right. 
So it's easy for us to say, hey, trust God. But guys, if, if you're in the word and you know God through his scriptures, you would really know what trust is. But we have to actually experience it for that trust to come alive. So that's what I would encourage. So, so amen. So here's, here, here's where we need to go, guys. We need to stay close to Jesus. Okay, now is not the time to be plain church. I think Soph did a great job with the, with the gospel. Listen, tonight, you know, whether you're watching or you're watching this later on our website or you're listening to it via podcast across the world, whatever it is, um, listen, this is worldwide. This isn't just Lubbock, Texas. This isn't, this is affecting every one of us. But you know what? As long as we, we band together and, and I think, I think there are some things we can do. I think, you know what? I think your prayer, you, you need to pray more. I think you need to talk to God. I think he's, he's been wanting to talk to us. I think he's going to, he shut everything down so we can talk to him. Okay. I think we need to have a devotion, a quiet time. And, and sometimes people go, I don't know how to do that. Just read the Bible and let the Bible read you and let it speak to you. Okay. And then minister to your family. And, and I think, I think with you and Tiffany, it'd be great to just, and I'm using this as an example, but as, as she ministers and you get ministered, you can minister to each other. Hey, you know what the Lord told me today? And cause, cause Adam might come home from a day of just, just, you know, oh, just freaking out. He heard stuff on the news and my baby and Jasper. And are you kidding me, Lord? Why would you give us a baby if this is? And then she can minister, calm down. I got gotcha. you. And vice versa, you know, and that sort of stuff. I think, um, I think talking to a friend, you know, the phones still work. I mean, we're so good at texting and everything, but, but, you know, call somebody up and go, Hey man, are you, how you doing? Are you doing okay? You know, is everything all right? And, you know, I know you got a lot on your plate. What, what can I do? I mean, I think that helps a lot. Um, I think, I think going for a walk, ride your bike. You know, I know we're, uh, we're under house arrest and you weren't supposed to go on your bike unless it's for essentials for food, but the, nonetheless. <laughs> um, but. But I think we need to get out and we need to get some fresh air. I think exercise is good, guys. I know that you're working and stuff, but I think exercise really clears the mind a little bit and helps you um, on focus um, on that. So I really believe this is Holy Spirit driven. You know, we've had some good questions. We've had some great discussions. Um, so let me, let's, we're, we're going to close here. Um, and I definitely want, I definitely want to pray for y'all. Um, but um, here, here's just a couple of questions. Like, um, what are you? What? Are you, how are you preparing for what may come next? And you said, you know, we're just we're just going to trust the Lord, okay? Um, and I would encourage you, whether you have twelve million in the bank or you're minus twelve million in the bank, you still need to trust the Lord all the way, because there's going to come a time where your twelve million is not going to be worth anything, okay? So we don't put our trust in money. Okay, we don't put our trust in cash. We put our trust in the Lord. I think you need to be wise. I think you need to be prudent. I don't think you need to go out and, and raise up all your credit card debt and all that because, you know, if the Lord tarries, I mean, then then we have to pay that back. <laughs> you know, you're like, ah, oh, I thought he was going to come back. Uh, um, biblically, the timeline for the rapture. Biblically, where, where, are, where are we at? So, if any, you know? It's here. Wake up, church. Amen. Adam, biblically, timeline, where, where are we at, buddy? I agree. I agree with everything that's, everything else that's going on in the world with the fires and Australia and the earthquakes going on. You, you never know. You just gotta have faith. 
I think we're close. Amen. I think we're super close. Amen. Listen, I want to ask one final question of all three of us, and then we'll pray. And Adam, you have the mic, so I guess you get to go first. If Jesus was going to come back for us at 8.30, and it's now 8.22, and all you've had was this, what would you tell somebody watching? What would, you, what, would be the, what would be the final words in your heart? You're still breathing. You still have a chance. God's not done with you yet. All it takes is an open heart. And professing that Jesus died on the cross. He's there for you. He's got your back. This is your last words, man. This is, a, this, this is the last thing you're going to say before the Lord comes back. What would you tell somebody watching? The Bible talks about that all mankind, we're all sinners. And what is sin? If you ever told a lie, if you ever had bad thoughts, uh, heart intentions, your motives are wrong, you've sinned. Amen. We've That's missed true. the mark. I've, I know I've sinned. We've all sinned. No matter how good you are, you've sinned. That sin deserves a judgment. And there is a judgment coming. And the Bible talks about there is a heaven and there is a hell. And I think that's lost in the church. We don't talk about hell. That's right. That's right. We talk about the goodness of God, but we don't want to mention there's a judgment coming. You know, and the and we as the church need to wake up to that. No, there's a judgment coming, and we need we need to let people who don't know God that there is a heaven, there's a hell, there's a judgment coming. And if you're a Christian, it's our duty to tell people about Jesus. There's a Savior, and his name is Jesus. He's the perfect man that came down from heaven. He's the God-man, and he lived the perfect life for you and I to have a relationship with God who's going to judge every single person, every single action that you've ever done. It will be judged you can come to Jesus and ask him for forgiveness, and he will forgive you. He's pursuing every single person that's hearing this tonight. This is your invitation. You know, Amen. I don't know who I'm talking to. I don't Amen. know. Who, Amen. You know, we're here and probably, what, eight people in this room? Less than ten. It's, it's kind of weird talking to Talking the internet land out That's there. Right. That's right. And who knows? We may look at this, you know, six months down the road and like, wow, did that really just that happen? Happened. Yeah. Or are you sure you have six months? With this happening right now, are you sure you're going to live tomorrow? That's right. So I would just encourage you. That's right. It's almost 8.30. We're going to find out if Jesus is coming back. Um, five more minutes. Amen. So I'm ready. And I'll encourage you, if you're not ready, if you don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior, call in, you know, message on whatever uh, platform yep. you're looking at. Yep. And I, I promise you, someone will reach out to you and share the gospel with you. As simple as that. God loves you, and he's out there pursuing you right now. That's why we're on here. So, amen.
what can I say to add to that? But I would do, I would just lead you in a prayer. And, and it would mean from your heart. And again, words alone aren't sufficient to say, but exactly what Self said. I would say something like, Lord Jesus, I'm sorry for my sin. I know I'm a sinner. And I know I need a Savior. And I don't have a Savior right now. I don't have your Spirit that's going to guide me to heaven, and, and I need you right now. I believe that you died on the cross for me. I believe you, you died and you were buried and you rose again. And I believe you're interceding for me right now. I believe that with all of my heart. Lord, I'm scared, but I know you're the Prince of Peace. And so I'm asking you to come into my heart and be my Lord and be my God and be my Savior and be my friend. And I would say something like, this day I choose. I, do, I choose to follow you, Jesus, forever. I'm yours. And if you've done that, we believe that you're born again. We believe that God is going to come into your heart. He's going to do incredible things. The thing that I worry about is I want to know about it. We want to know about it. And so um, you can definitely reach out to us via Facebook. You can you can um, instant message the church. You can um, call us. We, we have that on the screen. Um, it, it, it's, he's going to point it up there in just a second. You can just jot this down while the worship team kind of comes back up to lead us in the final song. But um, um, while they're doing that... Um, we're just going to pray, and um, I'm just going to ask Pastor Sof to just lead us in a prayer, and then we're going to we're going to go ahead and um, please, 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 please. If you if you gave your life to the Lord, if you if you made a decision, we want to know about it. We definitely want to we want to send you a Bible. We want to send you uh, a, a Bible study guide, and we want to pray with you. So um, you can look at those things, and uh, Sof's going to pray for us, and then they're going to lead us in one last worship song. I love that one. Uh, the victory is the Lord. And so, Soph, if you'll just lead us in, in prayer and just pray for those that are watching and minister to them. Let's pray. Father God, we are so grateful for you. God, we thank you so much for the opportunity just to, to be on here, just to share of how good you are. Father, there is great joy of knowing you. There's peace that surpasses all understanding. Father, I pray for our church, God. I pray for your church. Lord, not only for Calvary Chapel Lubbock, but for all yes. the churches here in Lubbock, Texas, that's here in Texas, that's here in the U.S. of A., throughout the world. God, you're shaking things up, and you're awakening your church to what really matters, and that's having a relationship with you, Father. I pray, God, for those who are listening who don't know you, Father, that they would pray that prayer that Pastor Ben just did, mm. Lord, and that they would reach out. God, we know that nothing surprises you. We know that you have all the answers. We know, God, that you hold life in itself in your hands. And, God, that brings us great peace as a church. And, Lord, I pray for our brothers and sisters, God, that they would find peace in you tonight, Lord that they would find that they are deeply loved and they are forgiven and that whatever we experience here on earth, you've already taken care of. And we thank you for that, God. And we praise you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's worship the Lord. Hey, this is Pastor Josh. I hope this message has encouraged you in your walk with Jesus. If it has, we would love to hear your story of how it has impacted you, or especially if you responded to the invitation to receive Jesus into your heart as your Lord and Savior. To get in touch or to receive more information, please contact us by phone 
at 806-799-2227 or send an email to calvarylubbock at hotmail.com. Again, that phone number is 806-799-2227. Also, if you want to partner with us financially to take the gospel to West Texas and the world, please click on the Donate button on calvarychapellubbock.org. Thanks for listening to the podcast. May God richly bless you.